Hello, everybody. My name is Abby Murphy, your host for the day. Haha. <laughs> Theme song, music, done, intro, awkward, as always. My name is Abby Murphy, and you're listening to That's Life Pod, and that is it. That's all. Thank you so much. I'm sitting here on the bed. I got Peter to my right, and I got a suitcase to my left, because I'm on spring break. It's a Tuesday, and it feels like a Friday because I'm not in my, like, regular schedule, which has kind of been odd, and honestly, dare I say I miss it? I don't... It's not that I miss it, but, okay, well, I kind of do miss it because I just said that I missed it. I think I just miss, like, the, like, uh, the... mm, I think I struggle with stillness a little bit, which is good because I'm reading a book by John Mark Homer called The... Uh, a ruthless elimination of hurry, which has really been calling me out, people. So if you are someone who struggles with patience or is, like, a really busy person and needs stillness, I encourage you to read that book because, gosh dang, I just love to be go, go, go all the time. So this trip has really made me realize that I need to slow the heck down. And so that's what we've been doing. We've been on spring break for, like, mm, two days, three days. Wait, well, oh, I didn't even... There's so much. Okay, before I get into my little trip, my little life update, if you are here, if you're new here, you are supposed to be here on this podcast listening for a reason. I'm so happy that you made it here. Please don't click off. I know I'm like scatterbrained, but it's like good scatterbrained and you'll get good stuff out of it. Even though I'm scattering around, I'll still scatter into your heart. (laughs) Oh. That was really bad. Anyways, I'm so happy that you're here. This is a podcast dedicated to navigating the transition periods of life through a Christian lens. Um, We look at all awkward phases of life, hard times, happy times, joke around, get good serious nuggets in, and I just pray and hope that the Lord um, speaks to you through my words, um, and uh, we just have a nice little bonding moment, all of us together, for the That's For Lifers. That's the name that I've come up with for That's Life listeners, which if you are a hardcore listener, you know who you are. I love you. And if you're not a hardcore listener, but you listen every once in a while or you like skip through past like the boring parts, I still love you too. And even if you don't listen and you've never heard my voice before off in a very distant, distant land, I still love you too, but I do, I'm not going to lie, I do have a soft spot for the people that listen weekly, so shout out to you, you know who you are, hashtag that's for lifers, hashtag homies, hashtag hags, hashtag I love you. Anyways, life update, so for my newbies as well, little rundown, I do a little life update, like 10-ish minutes, sometimes I go overboard because I really like to talk a lot, but that's nothing new. And then we'll open up in prayer, talk about what we're going to talk about, and get into the nitty gritty. So I've been on spring break since Friday, and we went home, well, my home, Bowling Green, on Friday, and it snowed. What the what? I'm like, I'm supposed to be on spring break getting my tan on, and it's 30 degrees outside, a winter blizzard, the angels are shaking their dandruff all over the floor, and I'm just like, I packed Nike Pro, not Nike Pros, Nike shorts and tank tops, how am I supposed to thrive when my skin is ice? I I don't understand, which I already have eczema and bad blood flow as it is, so like, 
this is just not a good mix. So I've been wearing, I literally wore my grandma's clothes the other day. I've been re-wearing sweatshirts, which I guess is fine because it's like, I'm living out of a suitcase anyways. Like, you don't really have the best fits on vacation. It's whatever. But literally a winter blizzard. And then we woke up Saturday and drove to the beach on ice and then like rain and then it was like 60 degrees. It was just so weird. I feel like I'm just in like three different alternate universe. Univi. Is multiple universes Univi? Let me know. I'll look it up later. We'll unpack that later. Anyways, um, yeah, but we've been at the beach Saturday. We went to church at the bar. We went, whoa, I just turned real country there. I'm not country. I'm from Kentucky, those of you that don't know. Well, actually, I'm from Georgia, and then I moved to Kentucky when I was seven, but I'm like a squirrel today. Anyways, so we went to church at the bar. We went to the zoo. Oh, we saw the monkey. They were so cute. We saw a baby sloth holding on to a little mama sloth. And, like, the big sloths are kind of scary, but it made it cute because there was a baby. Because, you know, babies are cute. And then we went to this place called Owa because we're in Gulf Shores right now. And there's, like, an amusement park. But we went to... It felt, like, kind of like Disney Springs or, like, Universal. Like, somewhere cute but, like, kind of secluded. All the shops and everything was really done up and nice and pretty. We went to, uh, oh, the wharf, for those of you that know what the wharf is. We went shopping, and I know Peter loved that. I got some pretty dresses, though, so I was pretty proud of myself. And since I'm on break, my mom's paying for everything, and my grandma's paying for everything, which is really nice for us college kids, because those of you that haven't been to college yet, or for those of you that are past college, or for those of you that are in college, let me tell you, turn on your listening ears, money is a thing, and you really start to understand it when you're in college, and I'm I'm just scared for whenever I get out of college, because then I won't have the rescue emergency money to fall back on, because then I'm going to have to do it myself, and taxes, and gross stuff. I'm not going to think about it. I still have three years of college which kind of is a nice transition into what I'm going to talk about today because in college I'm studying musical theater and I realize I haven't talked about that part of my life like I've talked about the college part I've talked about high school um future like with my mom and relationships and things and blah 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 I haven't talked about literally my like whole chunk of my life which is musical theater I haven't talked about it and I feel like lots of people can relate even if you're not in the performance world if you are in the performance world singing performing being on a stage public speaking all of those things like dance um you know you have more of like a super quick relation to it but like even any kind of sport or like performance or activity that you relate to or really like any hobby passion your extracurricular activity that you had have, um, if you're raising a family, I mean, I guess that would kind of count as your extracurricular, that's like your life, I don't know, but whatever you do, choose to do with your time, that can relate in some way, hopefully, to what I'm going to share today, um, but it just hit me, I was like, oh my gosh, a bunch of my friends are theater people, and I'm sitting here being like, let's talk about Christian things, but I haven't even told you guys how I try to apply that in a, to be blunt, a non-Christian atmosphere. 
Um, and not saying the atmosphere that I'm in is not Christian because it actually is beautifully molded around faith, which I'll get into. But um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy that I haven't talked about it. So here I am. Open. Maybe I should sing the podcast. Like, oh, this is Jesus. I'm not going to do it. Peter's shaking his head now, so I'm not going to do it. Um, but you know what? Maybe I will, just because you shook your head no. Anyways, okay, so I'm going to open up in prayer, and then we'll get right on into it. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you so much that I get to speak into this little white microphone and talk on this little garage band app to all of these people. Um, I thank you for giving me this opportunity to share my hobby and my passion that you've placed in my heart for the now. And I pray that um, I'm able to convey and to speak what you want everyone to hear um, today, whenever they listen to this, whoever needs it. Um, I pray that the listener listening, the for lifer listening, <laughs> um, knows that they're loved, cherished by you and also by me as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So let's just dive in. I'll give you guys a little background. I started theater when I was nine. Um, I Well, I loved it since forever. I, I don't even remember. I remember seeing High School Musical at the Fox Theater when I lived in Georgia um, when I was three. And I remember it so vividly, like the moving lockers and Sharpay on her little phone. She's like, nah like Gabriella oh my gosh she got a callback like all that I remember it vividly but the moment that my family and I like we all knew that this is what I wanted to do I was six years old I literally I wore matching outfits I still remember what I wore it was a burgundy dress with these little knee-high like patterned socks I had a little bow in my hair. I brought a little stuffed animal and I had like the Velcro shoes with like the one Velcro over. Like I was fitted up, first of all. I was like cute. Um, But we went to go see Wicked at the Fox Theater. I think it was the Fox Theater or some theater. Um, And we went to go see it and I fell in love with production. Like not the characters, not the, the... like play itself or like the story, but like the production of it all. Like I... I mean, I don't remember asking my dad these questions. I was six. Like, how much do you really remember? But my dad told me, he was like, yeah, you turned to me and you were like, how did, where does that fog come from? How did they change so fast? Where did that person come from? What, what's, how did they get the, the background to go from this to this so quickly? And what do they do when the lights turn off? And all this stuff like that a six-year-old shouldn't really, or wouldn't really ask questions about. Um, and then as I got older, I moved to Bowling Green. I got involved in dance. I was always involved in dance. Um, I loved being on the stage and in like choir, like church choirs. I would always just love to sing a a little extra louder than everyone else because I wanted mom and dad to hear my voice. And let me tell you, I was not naturally born with a good voice. I was atrocious. It was just, I don't, I can't even, it was really bad. We're not going to dive into that right now. But as I got older, I was about nine. Um, we had moved to Bowling Green when I was seven. And then I saw the play Annie at PTK, a little blue theater, the Phoenix Theater in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. When I saw it, it was Annie. Chapel Tinius, if you're listening, Chapel Tinius was Annie. And I watched it 
it from the aisle. I sat on the aisle and was just in awe of like, hey, people my age can do this. I looked at my mom after the show and I was like, yep, this is what I want to do. I auditioned for the next show that they were putting on, which was Best Christmas Pageant Ever, and I've been doing it ever since. So yeah, that's how I got my start. I was hooked from the beginning. I've done, I don't even know, maybe like 60 shows, like roughly 50 to 60. I went hardcore from age nine to about 15. And then once sophomore year came, I had to stop doing community shows and just stick with high school shows because I realized how literally once you hit high school, like the high school show takes up your whole year. And then when summer comes, you're kind of exhausted and you just kind of want to break. So, um, or you work or you do whatever. So, um, and then I also got really serious about it. I would say my fifth grade year and I was told like, go, like, just take her to New York, like take her to all these auditions. Like she's ready. Go, go, go. But my mom, I I was ready. I would have gone, but my mom really wanted to instill in me like normalcy growing up and wanted me to develop as a as a child as a kid um which I'm so grateful for now but you know in the moment you you don't realize it and so it like makes you upset and kind of (laughs) kind of like how when you're in a hard time or you're going through something and you can't really see the end of it you can't really see the future that's ahead of you and you're like well why is God letting bad things happen to good people or why is God allowing this to happen to me like it's the same thing as a parent looking out for a child like they're making sure that you're prepared and you're ready and you're stable enough to go thrive in places in the future because who would have who knows if I would have gone into the big world in New York City in fifth sixth grade like I could end up addicted to some something out there or super upset or, you know, I hadn't even hit my eating disorder yet. Like, imagine going to New York, going to all these auditions and then hitting an eating disorder. Like, I wouldn't have had time to go to therapy. I wouldn't, like, who knows if I'd still even be here. But since I was able to take that time, go through the things I need to go through, understand who I am as a person. Now I can, in college, prepare myself for a long lasting career, which I wouldn't have been able to say if I um, went out to New York in sixth grade. So uh, keep that in mind when hard times come or when you feel like you're in a season of preparation, like you are being prepared for greatness. And if you follow what you want right now but you're not ready and you know you're being prepared or you know it's a hard time a hard season don't push yourself out of that comfort zone because the Lord is preparing you for something greater and you're going to flourish even more in the future but you just have to trust his timing and you have to trust him um so yeah there's that little nugget but yeah so then high school came freshman year and I was like okay so I'm going to go to college for this because that's like what you do. Um, and so I, I went, I didn't really start focusing on colleges until sophomore year, but I knew I wanted to get a head start. and then Corona hit junior year. So I had a lot of time to pour into my auditions. So I really, really, really focused on my auditions and putting things together and blah, 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 put together auditions, sent them out to, you know, 20, 18, 15 to 20 schools. Um, and I didn't, get a lot back. I got a lot of callbacks, which how the audition process works is like 
you send your videos and then you get a callback and then that's like first round of auditions and then if you make it past callbacks that means that you made it into the school so I made it into majority of my school's callbacks um but then I was like if I get into a big school I am gonna take it and I really didn't I mean I got into some but not any that really spoke to me or that I were like a top on my list and you know there's multiple factors that play into that but Honestly, I think how close I was to the Lord and still am, but during that time relying on the Lord allowed me to say, okay, this isn't my worth or my talent as an actor that didn't get me in. This is multiple factors and the Lord presenting these opportunities to me saying, okay, this isn't where I need to go to school. I fully believe that the Lord opens and closes doors to fit along with this path. And so his plan for me was to go to Belmont University and that's what happened. That door was open, I took it and I'm so glad that I did. Um, if you haven't listened to the college podcast, I encourage you to do so because it kind of dives in a little bit to my college experience. First semester was really hard, but I totally understand, um, at least as much as I can, seeing how much growth I've had at the school as a performer, as a person in my face, just I feel very grounded and firm in my foundation on the Lord and I would not have been able to do that at any other school and I can boldly and confidently say that. So it all works out according to his plan. So if you're in that college season of deciding what college you want to go to or deciding if you're a performer like me deciding what college program you want to get into or maybe you're an athlete and you have multiple offers or you know whatever decision you have to make um, allow the Lord to speak to you and allow yourself to see what the Lord is presenting because it was for me it was so bold of hey like go to Belmont like everything just perfectly aligned and I had other offers but nothing was as easy and felt as homey and right and uh aligned with my values, what I believe, um, as Belmont did. And it just felt very God-placed in a way, if that makes sense. So that's kind of been my journey of being a performer um, so far. One realization, though, that I have learned as I got older is how difficult it is to stay firm as a Christian in the performing world. Um, and this can really fit with high school kids and influences and it can also fit with adults and gossip and talking about, you know, who knows what or uh, providing for your children or, I mean, maybe you're an adult struggling with some sort of, you know, alcoholism, drug addiction, porn addiction. Like, these things don't just magically disappear when you're an adult. We all struggle with... The desires of this world and the stereotypes of this world and what the Bible says. And so that's been something that's really, really, really come clear to me at um, my time at Belmont is like, my the program is great. We, we pray before every show and there's Bible studies and there's so, like the faculty is also focused on the Lord. But when thinking about the big picture and auditions and um, like, going out to these agencies and hearing stories of, oh yeah, like 
they'll, they'll send you out if they don't like your headshot or they'll send you out if you don't look the part or if you don't weigh this much or um, these people do cocaine right before they go on stage or um, even like just hearing stories of performers like, oh yeah, they did this when they were drunk or whatever, blah, 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 you name it. Just all of these um, things that don't align with what the Bible says. And I'm being very blunt, but it's, it's the truth. I, I believe the Bible is the truth. And so that is the truth. And I'll spread the truth until I can't spread the truth anymore. And Jesus says, my time is done. Um, but it's, it's hard because you don't want to cut yourself off from your passion and you don't want to cut yourself off from the people that make you happy. So I've come to a question in my path as of now, which is, does Jesus want me to stay in this world that in this culture, in this atmosphere that is not focused on faith? And does he want me to be here and spread the goodness of the Lord in a place where it most likely won't be welcomed? Or does he not want me to be here and want me to go somewhere where that is the atmosphere? And that's a question I don't know the answer to. So the place that I'm in now is like just waiting. And it took me so long to realize that I just have to wait. And it's an uncomfy feeling. You feel like you're on this like seesaw, this like teeter-totter of like, what will, what won't. And it's also hard because I feel like I'm working for something that I don't know the outcome, but that's literally the point of life. Like we shouldn't know the exact outcome. Now we can prepare for things that we see in our path, in our future. Like I know my passion is performing. So I'm going to work for my passion. Like Peter's passion, he wants to be a lawyer. So he's going to take classes do things that help him graduate with a degree to get into law school to be a lawyer like we have these things but we don't know the end result we don't know the plan and what I've come to is like I have to be ready at any moment to follow what God says for me to follow and it's an uncomfy feeling you feel like you're in this like limbo like what am what like what am I doing and this isn't really me like speaking the word or speaking the Bible. This is me just like openly sharing my feelings on my future because for so long, since the age of nine, this has been my love, my uh, earthly love. And I hate saying that because like you're really not, I, you don't want to like love anything on the earth. Like I hate saying that because it sounds like it's like an idol. Um, the, the Lord always, the Lord first. I perform for the Lord. I perform for his glory to share his glory um, but this is my thing that I'm passionate about and that I love and I've loved it for so long, but it's all I've ever known. And so the thought of like not doing this for the rest of my life scares me, but it's also kind of like, okay, Lord, if that's your plan, I know I'll be okay. Like I know I will because it's, it's his plan. Like he's not going to plan something for you. That's not going to benefit the kingdom. And that's what we're here for is to benefit the kingdom, to spread the good news, to create more disciples. And it's something really hard to wrap your mind around, but intention is everything. And one thing that popped into my head today actually was the more that you think about it, the more anxious you'll get, but the more that you pray about it, the more peace you'll have. 
And so I've really been praying about that. It's just, okay, Lord, like lead me where you want. Even just day by day. Okay, Lord, today help me do something to further myself in the, the plan that you have for me. Um, and it says in the Bible to focus on the present, not worry about um, the things of the future, but just worry about today because today has enough worries for itself. And that holds true. That holds true in just our world. And thinking about the world and the worldly desires, like this industry, this performing industry is so worldly. And thinking about like, oh, this has to look pretty or, you know, you, if you're the lead, you have to look like this. Or if you're whatever, you have to do this. Or um, in order to get this role, you have to do this kind of scene or kiss this gender or do this or blah, 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 blah. And we can't sacrifice our morals for the sake of the job or the sake of the money or the sake of pleasing agencies, managers. You can't because no manager is worth more than the father, period. No, no job offer is going to be worth more than eternity, these are like the big picture things that we have to look at. Um, there are so many things of this world that this world will tell you mean more. And when we're living in the world, obviously it's human to think of our lives in the world. But when looking for a job, when looking for something stable to put your time and energy into, we have to think about like, why are we putting our time and energy into this? Okay, we're putting our time and energy into this job, this lifestyle, this thing for the benefit of the kingdom. Okay, what does that look like for me? So if you're a teacher, okay, I go each day to teach these kids. Well, you have the power to speak into these kids. And it's said in, I believe that in every job there's a worldly outlook on it. In schools, we're not supposed to teach religion. Okay, fine. But you can be an example, represent yourself in a way that says, oh wow, I really like this teacher. This teacher really makes me happy. This teacher really um, exemplifies a good leader, a good soul, a good spirit. What do they have that I don't? And then like students are curious. I was so curious in high school. Um, even in college, like you can just tell people that genuinely come to their job every day with some kind of something in their spirit that you just can't explain and it's that that unexplainable spirit of the Lord it's that peace that surpasses all understanding that he provides for us and that just helps with day-to-day -day life you can get stuck in this rut of just going through the motions of schedule every day but like like I said at the beginning like dare I say I miss my schedule like I say that as a joke but honestly like it's come to the point to where I live each I, I strive to live each day with the joy of the Lord going through these things that I've gone through all semester with a new outlook on it because each day is a new opportunity to spread the word to spread the gospel and I think that's why I, I've enjoyed my schedule so much because it's it's not my schedule that's changed it's my intention it's my outlook on what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing that's changed. Um, so if you feel stuck in like a rut with what you've done with your life for so long, take a look at, take a step back, look at yourself and say, okay, well, like, 
what am I thinking about what I'm doing? What genuinely brings me joy? Pray about that. See what you're most connected to and go from there. It's just like a baby step type of uh, situation where you have to like almost just rethink and reteach yourself. But you don't reteach yourself without the teacher guiding you. I think that's I think that's really important to point out is like when you're going through self-reflection, we forget that the Lord is inside of us. So when we reflect on ourselves, we're looking towards the Father always. And so it's not a solo reflection. It's a duo reflection or a duo search of, okay, the Father and I are going to figure this out together. Like, you're never alone in in becoming a better version of yourself or becoming a better version of doing what you want to do. Um, and the world's going to tell you opposite. The world's going to tell you, do what you feel. Do what you feel in the moment. Be what you want to be that day. Like, change these things about yourself. All of these things that don't align with the Bible and don't align with the 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 Christian beliefs that Christians believe, but I found that in the performing world, like that's what they tell you, you know. Um, but there's there's a verse that's stuck that I've stuck with for a while, and it's Romans twelve two. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I also like 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love the Father. Love for the Father is not in them. Basically, if you're prioritizing what the world tells you rather than what the Bible, what the Lord is convicting you of, what the Bible is telling you, that's where you're gonna that's where you're gonna stumble. So my mom, I think I've mentioned this in podcasts before, but if you haven't heard this, I'm gonna say it again because it's really good. So my mom told me about um, the God-sized hole. And in your heart, we have a God-sized hole. And if you try to fill that hole with anything of the world, it'll be a temporary fix, but it's not gonna be a permanent solution. The only permanent solution is placing back what was meant to be there from the start, which is God, obviously, hence why it's a God-sized hole. Um, But so often we think like, oh, if I just, you know, going back to the performing example, because that's like kind of the topic of this podcast, but say, for example, I'm going in for an audition and, you know, it, it goes well and I really want this job and they say, okay, are you comfortable with going fully nude on the camera and like temporarily if I have that hole in my heart and I think oh my gosh like this job is gonna bring me so much joy like this could be my gateway into so many opportunities like yeah I could take it and fill that god-sized hole with a job that would bring me temporary joy but the next thing you know people are gonna know me as the girl who's you know, able to get fully nude on camera. So then maybe I'm the the girl that they call for every scene like that. And that's not how I want to represent myself. So it comes to a point to where it's like, even if this job could bring me the dream that I've been dreaming for for so long, morally as a Christian, like no one's supposed to see me naked 
accept my husband after we say I do. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it's tough, but having a temporary heartbreak means so much when you know that you're going to have an eternity with the Father. And that's the mindset that we have to go into when we're making tough decisions, especially in the theater world, if you can relate in that way. Or, you know, singers, singers out there, like you're going to get managers that'll tell you like, oh, dress in these kind of costumes or do this kind of thing to target this kind of audience because that's what's going to sell. Okay, yeah, it might sell, but you'll lose the passion for the, the art form. If you're not being true to who you are, you're not going to love what you're doing because you're putting on this fake face. Think about hanging out with people like growing up where you had to be someone that you weren't. It's exhausting. You don't want to live a life that exhausts you. You're going to become depressed. You're going to rely on yourself and then when you don't have anything left, who are you going to rely on? Because if you're being someone that you're not, then you're not relying on the Lord. If you're relying on the Lord, it's going to naturally, you are going to naturally exude your genuine spirit. But if you're trying to put on this fake face, that's going to bring conviction. You'll know it. The closer you are to the Lord, the the brighter these things shine out of, hey, I need to work on this. Hey, I feel this way. Hey, I do this, that, and the other that I want to work on. Um. But it's really, really hard when the world tells you opposite. So in the performing world, like things that I've struggled with, I think body image will always be something that I struggle with just because performing is you're growing up with, you know, all eyes on you. I mean, that can go for anybody. Athletes, like literally the whole crowd is watching you. Um, In classrooms, all the kids are looking at the teacher in any job. I mean, I guess unless you're in like a cubicle or something, I don't know, influencers, uh, authors, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, people watching you puts pressure to look a certain way, act a certain way, um, say certain things, you know, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, it puts added pressure. And so that added pressure you have the choice to turn to the Lord when those anxious thoughts come or rely on yourself. And humans are not perfect and we fall and we stumble. So I would rather choose to rely on someone that's perfect. I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I would much rather rely on someone who is unshakable, unfazable, doesn't struggle ever, perfect, peaceful, calm, quiet, still, love, joy, patience, patience, um, self-control, build, all of these things. I would rather rely on someone who's filled with all of those traits. Um, and, and sure as heck, you know that the world is in any, any of those traits. This world is evil and the devil's going to try to come at you. But he cannot come in you. He cannot come in your spirit. The only person who can come inside of you and hear your thoughts is the Lord. But the devil is circling around. So if you're focused on what's going on in the outside world, you're going to hear the devil. But if you're focused on what's inside, what the Lord is telling you, 
you're going to grow, you're going to thrive, and you're going to be able to stand up for what you believe in and hold true to your morals, which is going to benefit you, yourself, and others in the long run. So that's what I've learned from performing so far um, at my time at Belmont and just my life in general. And honestly, I think it's funny that what I've learned most about performing isn't even about performing. It's about standing up for yourself and holding true to your morals. But I think that says a lot about the Christian faith and applying that to what you can do um, in your life. Because I on like, full-heartedly, I'm not performing to perform. Yeah, I love performing. I love spreading the art and I think it's beautiful and I think it's an amazing opportunity to make people feel things and allow people to you know have a story and feel emotion and bring about all these feelings I love it I love it so much and I love being able to create different characters and explore different versions of myself and build new friendships with the cast and there's nothing better than like a final bow after a show. All of these things are great, but that's not the intention of why I do what I do. I do what I do so that I'm able to spread the good news of the Lord. And you're probably like, Abby, what the heck? Like, how is acting like a 13-year-old boy in a show in, or, you know, being Dorothy or being whoever, this sea creature under the sea, like, how is being that going to benefit the Lord? Like I've said from the beginning, it's all about your intention. At every curtain call, and I'm not trying to like say this to like brag on myself or whatever, but like at every curtain call, I'll bow and then I'll point to the Lord because all glory to God. You know what I mean? When people say, oh, great job. Or like, oh, I saw you in this. Like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that wasn't me. That was the Lord. Like, you know, or oh, you have a great voice. Like, thank God he gave me that, right? Or, you know, like even just the way that you greet people, the way that you interact with your castmates. I, in high school, I've always wanted to pray. Like we, we as a cast in every performance that I've done, I try to gather people together. Hey, whoever wants to pray, like whoever wants to, um, feel, feels comfortable enough to like join hands, hold hands, say a prayer before, like feel free to, I'm just going to say a little prayer. There are so many little things that you can implement if you just pray for the opportunity to, and you pray for the ideas to do so. And that can apply to anything in the workplace, in your home. You can, mini- I think we forget so often we can minister to our family. Like ministry work doesn't have to be this big thing of like going on a mission trip or starting a church or like this, that, and the other. Like, have you asked your parents what their testimonies are? Like, have you talked to your siblings about like, hey, you know, do you know like the salvation story? Like, do you know the resurrection story? Like, Talk to the people you're around. Talk to your fellow athletes. Talk to the person who sits alone at lunch. Hey, oh, how are you? Like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Not, you know, don't go up to them and be like, All right, do you love Jesus? Oh, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. Like, no, don't do that. That's kind of scary. But even in the way that we act, in our actions, holding the door open for someone, um, sharing a kind word, Saying something as simple as God bless to the drive through person as you take your fries and drive away. All of these little things we can place in our everyday routines. And so for me, that looks like performing. That's what I do all day, every day. Finding the little things to place in that say, hey, I'm 
walking, living, breathing as a Christian consistently and pursuing the Lord as I go along my path of life. Um, and I pray that for everyone and everything you go through. To my fellow performers out there, keep grinding. If you love it, follow it, chase after it. But if you feel that tug on your heart, that little Jesus tug that says, hey, let's not do this. Hey, slow down. Hey, let's talk about this. I encourage you and urge you to listen to that voice and follow after it because if you follow the Lord, what's meant to happen will happen and you will have peace that surpasses all understanding. And I pray that everyone gets to experience that because it's a beautiful feeling and the Father's a beautiful Father. You're a beautiful creation of the Father. Don't ever, ever forget that. I love you. Jesus loves you. Thank you so much for listening. That was all about performing, all about intention, and that is life. <music>